Hello and welcome back to my deconstruction journey podcast. Hope you're doing okay, wherever you are, whenever you are. Um, that's a bit of a false start. I'm just recording this first in the morning and I've got my dog, Archie, hanging around. And <laughs> he was in need of some something to play with. So he was being, <laughs> being a bit cheeky. But um, we're past that now. Um... Yeah, I hope you're doing okay. Thanks for listening. Um, I think first off, I just wanted to say, probably following on for last week, so I talked about how what I kind of wanted to do wasn't really me. And I think further to that now, I kind of feel in order to make this a worthwhile thing for myself and for anyone who bothers listening then, I need to be as honest as possible, I think. Um, so there's been a few developments since last recording. I've managed to um, make some connections with people who are also in this deconstruction process, and I think that's already been kind of a little bit helpful. Um, just having people reply to one of the posts I've put just like honest, um, I don't know, we'll get onto that maybe at some point, I think first thing though, there was a few things that, I don't know, maybe I should do that, so yeah, I put on one of the Facebook groups, um, about, where was it, I'm going to find it now, sorry, this is really not good, the, the deconstruction Discussion group. Does anyone have this? I feel I was indoctrinated with toxic evangelical theologies as a child. And even though I've researched and studied and come to different conclusion aspects to my faith, hell, atonement, sexuality, etc. I still have a voice in the back of my mind saying that these understandings and interpretations of the Bible are wrong. My new understandings make sense to me. And I've been argued and researched by people who know better than I do, and presented with as much certainty as the evangelicals, but both sides are convinced they are right. I feel that voice prevents me from resting on an understanding, and so for a while I've been holding the mystery, sat with the uncertainty. Holding the mystery is something that's part of the Eastern Church tradition, and there are others who uphold the value of uncertainty, but I feel the need to pick a team fall on one side or the other and there is a buried fear of what happens if I believe the wrong thing um, yeah so I got quite a lot of response from that post um, a lot of it was kind of stuff I already knew kind of just saying you know yeah no one knows anything which is kind of the path I'm heading towards um People saying it's not a binary thing, which I knew as well. Um, I think the stuff that kind of struck me was, and again, this is kind of, you know, not professional people. It's just people on the internet, but sort of like the trauma, like the, the, the a sense of trauma. Uh, there was a few people talking about, yeah, suffering from religious trauma. Um, 
um, people coming out of toxic religious experiences. And I don't know if... I don't know if I'd frame it myself in that way, trauma, but... I would say... Like someone else put PTSD from a cult, which I thought was a bit extreme. Um, but then probably not untrue in a way. The trauma... Of, there was this... I think it's kind of like what is impressed upon you as being true. It's what you have been told is true. I guess I was talking to someone else about it. Someone reached out and that was really great. So I've kind of started making a friend, which is nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's kind of like a lot of the feelings and sort of emotions I have around certain things I've tried to let go of, but I think because I've, main, I've remained in the church whilst sort of questioning my faith and picking apart things and deconstructing, it's, um, oh, she's found the biscuit. It's sort of been like, I was trying to form this analogy last night, so maybe it'll come out right now. It's kind of like you're taking a, a rotten brick out of a wall and replacing it with a another brick which is too big for the hole and it doesn't really fit, so you're kind of putting it there and it doesn't really fit. Maybe that's not the thing. <laughs> circular peg into a square hole is that um it's kind of like that you, you kind of form a new idea but then the yeah i guess it's like the wall the wall is like the foundation of your belief and everything you're putting it into and it's surrounded by all these other things which are still um still affecting you or maybe it's kind of like more like um Trying to think of something now. Uh, <laughs> um, like if you have like... Uh, yeah. So we, we've had this at uh, Christmas. <laughs> Someone gave us some very minty soap um, as a present. And there was some sweets in it. And those sweets took on the flavour of the minty soap. Um, so I guess it's like a mint flavoured wall... And a brick that tastes of vanilla. So you put on this big vanilla brick, which doesn't quite fit, but you make it fit. But then the scent of the mint is just permeating and sort of ruining that thing. And I think that's not the best analogy. But I think that's kind of like what um, what the church, what my experience has been like. I've sort of reassessed things and rethought things, but I've still been in a an environment where that's not an accepted view or there's no room to really question that view um, and so I think a lot of energy and sort of time has been spent with me being in a church trying to 
justify my re-justify my opinion against what I've just heard or um, argue against that opinion and you know sort of like not really allow me to move forward because you're constantly just trying to defend <clears throat> what you believe to be true against what you're told is true and so I think that was part of that was like the first thing that even though I've thought out a lot of things I, I've really not done the deconstruction work of taking a lot of things apart so that they can go back together in a way that makes sense to me and it's I think deconstruction I was, I was saying this We'll start saying this to um, to someone like deconstructionists. Um, it's like the perfect term, really. I think I was a bit sort of like sneery at it when I first heard it, but it's like, yeah, you do have to take if you want something to remain, then you do have to take it apart. Otherwise, it's just demolition, and you don't leave anything behind. You just move on, walk away. And I think when I thought about that, I did kind of think again or I did think for the first time in I don't know 20 years um, do I want to preserve that maybe it is better just to like knock everything down and um, you know if, if I'm deconstructing so much then why not everything why do I, I guess, why do I, um, why do I believe, or why do I want to follow Jesus at all, I guess, was the, the thought, why even keep believing, and, like, is, I think, why am I following Jesus? I think I immediately thought, is it because I was deep down still worried about judgment and being sent to hell? Um, and I think there's part of that still there, if I'm honest. There's still part of that, even though I don't want to believe in the evangelical view of hell. There's enough people talking about it and you can't ignore that voice. So that was the first bit. And I think... I mean, it's like stripping everything away, really, isn't it? And it'd be easier to... say... just sack it off... and I'll just be a good person living a good life. Um, do I believe everything about Jesus? I don't know anymore. But I feel, uh, again, I feel like I want to, but is that because I fear the repercussions of not thinking that? I don't know. I think maybe there's an element of that subconsciously. Um, but I don't know. I think these are things I thought before and I've had certain experiences which I believe to be true and 
believed to be the work of God. And like encounters with the Holy Spirit and Jesus. So it's kind of like I choose to believe those things still and I'm still drawn to it. And so it's about keeping those things and but not all the crappy stuff that comes with it. Um, again, someone said about you know, erring on the side of love and because that is what Jesus said. Jesus said, you'll know, people will know you because of the way you love. And she sort of said, if it's not love, then it's not of God and therefore it's dismissible. And you can't really go wrong, I guess. I think, I think that's probably wise enough, really. Um, I still think the work needs to be done because I think it affects how I... I think I'm a, my mind is... A, my, my view of God is tainted still. Um, and I think this is where a more systematic my processing needs to come into play where I'm sort of picking apart things properly rather than just listening to a podcast and thinking oh that kind of makes sense and all like that and trying to do things that way I think I need to you know reassess for myself and feel what resonates with me and what feels true and what is love loving to me what seems loving to me I guess what, yeah, just what resonates and, but at the same time knowing that, you know, no one's, no one's got it right still. I think that's an important thing to me as well. And so, yeah, that's kind of where things are at. Um, and I think in order to do that, I I do properly need to have a break from the church and I don't really know at this stage how I do that because my wife still wants to go and I kind of feel obliged to, well, I, not, but I, I want to support her in her faith journey. But I don't think I've really put have to put the words to the feeling I have and I think that's happened in the last day or two I think for me going back to church is to go back into a situation which is reinforcing the negativity that I have sort of about God all the bad stuff and it's hard work to sort of disengage from that. Um, so I think that's helpful in a way. It's an explanation of why I don't want to go back to church. What we do with that, I don't know. <laughs> um, we've still got friends and 
that's a that's a tough one I think as well. I didn't really think really think about losing that. I mean, we're only have a small group of friends, really, but without them, it's nothing really. You know, I work alone. I see people kind of semi regularly through jobs and stuff, but they're not friends. And I can have a nice chat with someone, but it's not the same. So I guess whether it's reaching out, continuing to reach out to people and forming a community that way, you know, maybe that's it. And learning how to do that better, I suppose. Um, I think because of the feelings I've had about my beliefs changing and holding them within a um, an organisation that doesn't agree or doesn't invite sort of conversation around that. I think that has, um, I think that's made me feel like an outsider anyway. It's like, you know, you, you join the club, but you're not signed up to the, the clubhouse rules. I think there's definitely something there for that. And I don't know if, I mean, we've been it together, me and my wife at the church, and we've not really, I think we've both felt like outsiders in a way. I don't know if she's felt the same, and to a lesser extent there's been, I think I talked in one of the other episodes about the incident where there was a big argument over infant baptism, and we were just kind of basically shouted at <laughs> um, by people in our small group. And, you know, I think maybe that, that's something, anyway, that's something to figure out. And that's not something that just affects me, I guess. And I don't know. I think she knows that I'm still, I'm serious about my faith. And this is me taking it more seriously. It's not me saying that I don't care about my faith. This is me trying to make it real for me, understandable, and, you know, I've thought about other churches, maybe I could go to other churches, but I think in my experience, and we've said this as well, no church is perfect, and, you know, I think there's always going to be in any organised Christianity, there's always going to be some elements of control and even within those where well not even control elements of business elements of business and sort of bums on seats you know there is always going to be that which I'm, I'm done with there's an independent side I guess and maybe that works to a point but then it only takes one person to go a bit mad or power hungry. I don't know. And even that's, that's not really an option anyway. I don't know how you'd find an underground independent church. Maybe I'd try something completely different. I don't know. But I think for now, like someone said about having a break, and I think I do need to do that. I think I need to break from, from church 
from church conversation probably even and just yeah and even from I think as well I I love music and I've really loved Christian music throughout my life but I don't think it's always good I don't think it's always theologically right or even just diverse you know the the big players in the Christian music industry are evangelical sort of leaders who are set up record labels and if you don't comply with their evangelical views then you're off the roster if you write a song that doesn't fit then it's not going to get released you know so that, there's no diversity um yeah so i need to i feel i need to break from that as well and just not you know it's not like i'm cutting out music completely you know but I have been listening to it a lot i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I've been listening to anything that's especially toxic, but it's stuff that maybe just kind of is a li little too reminiscent of um, of what's been going on, like with bad stuff, I guess. So I kind of feel there's a need to do that, to break from that. Oh, the dog's playing up. Hi, sorry, I just had an extended break because of the dog. Started pulling up the rug. Yeah, so I was saying that about music, I think. Putting that away. And also, I was just thinking while I was sorting out stuff. Um, a lot of the recording I'm doing at the moment is like worship songs. It's because of a project that I started in lockdown with a friend, um, one of my friends who was like, um, he was like gonna be, well he's a pastor or pastor in training at like a very conservative evangelical church. Archie, come on. He's a pastor in training at, yeah, one of these churches and very, um, very conservative and kind of <laughs> basically in opposition to how I feel about a lot of things right now. Um, and so that's something that I've really enjoyed doing, but also it's probably something I need to just put aside for a while. And so I realize that I probably need to just have a break from that. Um, the person I started speaking to, she was saying um, how she just kind of walked away from church and had a break and then it ended up being like an extended sort of leave of absence and I think that's probably where, yeah, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Um, I don't know, I hope maybe that, I mean we're not part of the church that much that I think would be missed to be honest we're not important to the wider church and maybe we can still be connected to our 
our immediate friendship group there. I mean, there's quite a lot of people in our small group who just don't come anyway. So, <laughs> I don't know. And there's some who I'm not even sure they're part of the church anymore. So, as well, um, and we don't see them. So, maybe we can. Maybe this is something to be done. I don't think we're going to get backlash necessarily. Or I don't think I will. Um... I don't know whether there'd be concern and worry, but I don't know. I think you need space. Basically, this is all coming up. You need space to figure shit out. That's what you need. You need space to work things out. And it's kind of exciting as well. But I think that's probably the only way to do it is to have the space away and not be constantly in the back of your mind thinking how do I balance my views with the views of those around me or you know that kind of thing um, so that's what I'm going to do and I'll be doing some of that on here I think I think some of the stuff I need to work through is probably helpful to do and speaking out loud and thinking out loud and it's definitely I don't know it's just <laughs> right and wrong this is what I'm learning not to try and think in that way not everything that I think is going to be the mind of God I guess I mean, that's a better way of putting it but then no one else can claim that they know the mind of God either. And therefore, they can't claim to know, to have the, the exact right answer, the exact right interpretation. So this is really the beginning of the journey. At this point, um rather than last week which I thought was the beginning this this bit here now that is the beginning so there's a lot to do I hope that if you listen to this then it will be of some value as I said last week I think maybe it's helpful to I mean this is why I'm kind of doing this in a public forum as public as it can be or putting it out there is because I think there's probably a lot of people who are starting out as well on the process, like myself, and I think when you look for things, other podcasts and things, or to try and find people who are going through it, then I think sometimes maybe they could be further down the line and sort of... I mean, you know, I think I realise now I'm really only beginning. There's people who have been thinking about this a long time and clearer on where they're at. And maybe that's harder to tap into if, you know, if you're just kind of figuring out that you're actually figuring out, if that makes sense. So, yeah, hopefully that's of help. And as, as I said, like all the early episodes before the reset of last, last week, 
Um, you know, community is really important to me. Um, and so if anyone is listening to this, then, you know, message. Um, <laughs> um, I'm on Facebook, Dan Gilbert. Send me a message. Um, you probably won't know, <laughs> you won't know who that is. Um, you can also locate me through DPG Made, at DPG Made, on, on Facebook. Um, I'll try and figure something out for that, probably. But if you're, if you're on this one, you got to this point and you're thinking, yeah, then do that. Um, I will always reply to people. Um, I've had enough <laughs> reaching out to people and not getting anything back to to know uh, that's kind of a big deal to put yourself out there and have no one bothering with you so yeah if you want to that's, that's what we can do um, Dan Gilbert <laughs> at present my profile picture is like a pixelated man with a hat on and glasses um, might not be in the future if you listen to this in the future but yeah do that well don't do it it's fine but anyway I'll be back next time I think next time I'm going to be um, doing what I was going to do for this episode which was talking about or like working th- through the atonement a little because I think that's kind of a, a biggie for me um, which I've not really touched properly in the same way I have with hell and stuff um, I've not really done a deep dive on that so um, I don't know how deep it'll be it might just be reading through the basics and trying to just just trying to figure it out because I think I've only ever been told you know, the, the idiot's guide version from church which obviously is the right one um, and there's loads out there so anyway that's that hope to speak to you next time and yep take care bye